0: Okay, so I had a vision earlier and I was, I woke up at a childhood house that I grew up in And my mother, I saw my mother. My mother just looked just a few years younger, like maybe five years younger. She didn't look like she looked now, which she really didn't age, but I just noticed the difference, the hairstyle, and just the body language. And all I know is she was showing me some pictures, some of my drawings, my sketches from, like, like, I've always wanted to be a fashion designer and all these other, all these things, like, and she was just showing me my sketches, and she was just like, hey, wake up, you need to, she's like, why don't you start drawing again? Why don't you start, you know, don't, fit, don't forget about, like, she just was telling me, like, you should start drawing and start putting more time into your your crafts and your and into your dreams again and, and start, you know, just start following your dreams again. My, that's not new. My mom's always been like this my whole life. Like, I started a book when I was, like, 15, and ever since I read it to her, she was always motivating me ever since for years to finish it. I never finished it. But then, like in my sketches, she'd always motivate me to take them serious. And then when I do makeup, she'd motivate me to take makeup serious. When I did lashes, she'd motivate me to take lashes serious. When anything I would show my mom that I really wanted to do, or any of us, any of my brothers and sisters, anything that we really liked or took took serious, she would always motivate us to keep going and take it more serious. That's a great quality that she has. She's supportive in that way. But I felt, it feels like a curse now. And it's not because I'm not motivated. Well, maybe I'm I'm not motivated, but that's not why. It's not because I'm not motivated. It's not because, you know, she's not right. It's because that God has shown me that that's not the direction he's taking my life in. And now... Now that God has shown me the direction that He's taking my life in, He wants me to let go of all those other dreams, of everything else, and just trust Him and follow Him. And it's so hard for me to continuously explain to my family, though they don't see me doing anything, though I look like I am just giving up, unmotivated, and, you know, headed towards nowhere, you know, that I'm trusting God and that. I believe him, and that it's, it, I don't know how long it's going to take. I can't put a time limit on it. I don't want to put a time limit on it because then I feel like I'm putting a limitation on God, and he's not telling me what when it's going to happen, so therefore that's not important. I just have to follow him, and I just have to trust him, and I just really wish that I could get their support on that as much as anything else, like more than anything else, like I just want them to abandon. Everything else like me, but it's not too much to ask for, because God didn't give them this vision. He has given me this vision, so I cannot even blame them when they you know get concerned and feel like you know you're you you need to start putting your talents and the things that you're good at into something so you can become somebody so that I don't waste my life. You know, I can just imagine how it looks for them to them, it probably looks like you know. In 10 years time, you have wasted 10 years doing nothing. You have wished all this time that you were putting that effort into something. And I know I'm not wasting my time, but it's not it's not I don't have anything to show for it. Besides, you know, the transformation that God is making in my life. And so many times it doesn't feel like they are supportive of that. And the reason why I just I just immediately got very frustrated. I was just I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And I almost, like, plugged my ears and was like, I don't want to hear it. But then God was like, you know, God checked me and was like, you're being disrespectful to your parents. Be obedient to your parents. That's one of the commandments. So, like, immediately I was like, okay, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. Like, I didn't mean to, you know, I straightened up. And I was like, I didn't mean to do that or be disrespectful to my mother. And I felt bad because I felt like she's just really just trying to help. She doesn't mean any harm. But God is telling me, like, that's Satan. Satan is using everyone around me to distract me and try to pull me away from what God is doing. And they may not understand or know or see it like I see it. They may not even agree, but I know it. And so when I'm being distracted and when I hear, you know, when I when I feel that they're not supportive of, you know, my fight and, and what I'm choosing... Like it's so discouraging, and that's like the last thing I need when I'm already fighting myself and I'm already fighting every single day to, to trust God more and to be transformed and so many times I'm just doubting you know i can I can be very doubtful, and when they are doubting me, it just doesn't help, and it hurts so bad, it hurts so bad because. I can't I can't even count how many times a day I look at my life and I say, you know, is this the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? Like, I know God is always the right choice. I know with him you can never fail. The Bible says no word from God returns back void. And God has given me so many words. So I know for a fact that I'm on the right path. But And I know also that if he's allowing this, if he's allowing my family to doubt me and not support me fully, then that's also part of the challenge. That's also part of something I'm going to have to overcome in trusting him. And I just, I battle myself so much. And then I see Satan, you know, always being so crafty and subtle. But God has already revealed to me that the only time I care outside of myself, you know, outside of what he's told me already and outside of what I know What Satan is doing is when I'm insecure, and that's very true because I'm very insecure right now. I'm so insecure because, like, so, like so many days I wake up and I'm just, you know, I'm faced with, you know, the challenge of even, like, wanting to be alive, wanting to be here on this earth, wanting to fight this battle, and I, you know... I'm just fighting so many different things, and I and I question daily, like God, like are are you going to bring me out of this? I know He is, but like, when? Like, I don't want to rush God. I don't want to ask Him when, but I'm just, I'm suffering. I'm struggling. I am being tortured, and I'm trying so hard, and I I'm so afraid because I feel like my doubt. Am I questioning him and placing limitations on what he's capable of and just not trusting? I just need to trust him blindly, you know, because every single time that I'm not, you know, I'm doubting and I'm questioning what he's doing in my life, I'm setting myself back and I'm not moving forward like I'm supposed to. If I just focused on him and never doubted anything that he was doing, I would be wherever he's trying to take me much faster, much, you know, safer, much happier, way less stress, and I'm trying my best to do that. And a lot of times I'm battling myself because God has shown me once you overcome the doubts and the fears within yourself, then you overcome each and every single last person around you. Nothing they say or do can affect or stop what he's doing in my life. So for me it's the fear that because that because I haven't overcome this yet that he will abandon me. I know he will never abandon me, but that I won't get what it is that he has for me because of my being in my own way. And I just feel so afraid. I feel so afraid of, you know, failing. And like I'm just I I've I'm doing everything in my power to trust him wholeheartedly. but it's some like it feels like every single day I'm getting closer and closer and closer to giving up and I don't I'm not supposed to be closer to giving up I'm supposed to be closer to succeeding I'm supposed to be closer to a breakthrough I'm supposed to be closer to you know whatever it is that he has for me closer to the finish line and so I think about Abraham. Abraham was sent out into the, into the wilderness, into the desert, into the open land, not knowing where he was going. Just a word from God that says, I'll let you know when you're there. And imagine if Abraham every single day said to himself, I don't know if this is the right thing to do. Maybe I should turn back. Imagine how much longer it would have taken him to get to his destination if every single day he doubted. And then how much stress and then how much torture that is. That every single day you're doubting God and every single day you're doubting what you're doing. You want to turn back. You don't know where you're going. You're dragging your feet. And if you just trust and don't doubt and have faith in everything that he's doing, you'll get there. Like I said, more safe, more sound, more happier, less stress. And faster. So I'm I'm just trying. I'm trying. And I realized that. And it feels like God is even telling me that he's reminding me that, you know, every single time you doubt me, every single time you doubt yourself and you wonder what when is when is it going to happen? If it's going to happen, if you're doing the right thing, should you go back and do other things? Every time you are questioning, maybe you should make backup plans or make other plans. You're dragging your feet, you're indecisive, and it just hurts you more. It just makes the process longer. It just, you know, it's just torturous to yourself. You're torturing yourself. Just trust me. And I'm trying so hard. I'm trying so hard, but it just gets so frustrating, you know. Maybe if it were only just my doubts. It would be easier and I don't want to start pointing a finger but I have so many different things around me so many different forces around me you know besides outside of myself and my trust for him like I could just imagine just battling my trust daily so many days I would have been okay if it were just my trust because I trusted him and I'm confident in him and I'm secure in what he's shown me so many days I would have you know, I would have been so much better, but I have so many different forces, so many different people, so many different things around me that are also doubting me and also in my way. And the simple answer is then eliminate the distractions around you. You know, if you feel that it will be easier, if you feel that it will be less weight, if you feel like you are carrying that weight, then just eliminate the distractions around you and just follow God on your own. You don't need anybody but God. And I want to I wanna do that. But it's just, why does it feel that my journey is to overcome them as well? God is not leading me away from them. He's actually encouraging me to stay. He's saying, stay right here. I have you exactly where I need you. Don't go anywhere. This, I placed you here for a reason. This is your assignment. And that's what's so torturous, that, you know, he want me right here where I'm facing the biggest battle, you know, I've been in thus far in my life. And everyone around me seems like they're naysayers or like they're mocking what I'm going through or like they're not taking my journey seriously. And even in the midst of it, I'm, having, I'm being sabotaged, doubted. And you know, not taken seriously, and I. And this is his plan for me to overcome all of this. I understand. That must mean that my mission is so much, is so big, that my blessing is so great. And I'm just struggling. I'm struggling to overcome these things. So today, in this vision, I was, you know, com- I, I was confronted with that, and I was also confronted with, you know. My attitude and my perspective that, you know, I need to not let it affect me. I need to know who God is and I need to. That's what I'm working on right now. Yes, they're going to do that. And Satan is going to sometimes catch you when you're at your weakest. And send people to do the last thing you need to happen. But you have to trust that God You know, you have to keep trusting God and that's when you need to have the most morale. That's when you need to have the most trust in him. That's when you need to have the most faith in him and don't let these things phase you. You know, Satan is oftentimes catching me off guard, you know, or he's not really catching me off guard. He's just, you know, always tearing me down and he's always lying to me to make me feel that I'm caught off guard. You know, and to make me feel like I don't trust God and to make me feel like I don't know who God is in my life and what he's doing when I always know. And God has shown me that. So it's just so painful and very hard. But when it comes down to it, you know, God is, you know, God is able. God is able. He's able to do so much greater than I can ever think or imagine. He is doing this in my life. And that's what the next part of the vision is revealing. So once she, once my mom puts down the sketches and I'm just like, you know, I realize I need to check my attitude and be, you know, respectful to my elders and my mother, my parents. That's when, you know, um, I check myself and then I see my little brother. And my little brother, he's like he's younger. He's in he's he's younger, and it reminds me of a vision I had before, when he said, "Because of you, we've all accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior," and it was so motivating, but it was heartbreaking because it looked as if he needed to be freed from something, and the only person who was freed thus far was my sister, showing me that I was so down on my luck. I don't believe really in luck, but I was just feeling so drained. After, you know, the battle of freeing my sister, though, I was making progress. And that's a blessing. And obviously, I should be so grateful and so thankful for that confirmation and just realizing that I still have to free you as well. And then others. So that means everything they're saying is true, that, you know, I'm going to have to do this like five more times. And I don't even feel like like I barely felt like I could have made it through the first battle. And, like, I'm just feeling, I just start feeling so discouraged about that because I want this more than anything I've ever wanted in my entire life. But I don't know if I can do it. No, I, I know that God knows that I can do it. And I'm afraid because if it comes down to me knowing it, what if that means I cannot do it? So he looks like this vision I've had before, except for he's in a much better place which is also confirmation that, you know, things are moving along. But also what I notice is that, you know, not as much as I would have wished or hoped, I'm struggling. It's been a year I've been suffering, and it just feels like only this little bit of progress has been made. Like, I just want to have been moving along so much more. I just want this battle to be almost won, and it feels like I still have so far to go. So I'm just immediately realizing, like, I have so much more work to do and I'm already feeling like I want to give up now. And barely making it every day. And, you know, but I also realize that Satan is a liar. Every single time God gives me good news, he always has to come with bad. And he's always trying to overshadow God's good news, but he never can. But that's when, you know, my brother said, we have to win we have to win and i said i i didn't know what to say to him i just you know i would i i knew what that meant it meant like you're you're thinking about giving up you're really contemplating quitting and you're really close but you can't quit we have to keep going and i just i didn't know what to tell him because i know that i know that i'm faced with that every single day that is like the 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 knife in my heart. That's like the dagger in my heart every single day that I know we need to win and that my family is depending on me. There are so many people depending on me and I feel like giving up every day and it won't just affect me, it will affect all of them. And they're depending on me <laughs> and I don't know if I can do it. And, you know, that's when he says, you know, Everybody wants us to win. Everybody wants us to win. We have to win. We have to do this. And then I was just like, no, no, they don't. Nobody wants us to win. He was like, yes, they do. I was like, no, they don't. And then he said one more time, yes, they do. And it's not that my wor- my brother's word is just bond automatically. Everything he says is the truth. It's just the way that he said it reminds me of when Peter said, when Peter told, you know, Jesus, Jesus, there's no fish. We've been, we've been fishing all night. We've got nothing. And Peter was one of the best fishermen. And he said, toss it to the right side. Toss your net on the right side one more time. Just one more time. And Peter said, there's nothing there. We know. And it's just the way that Jesus said, do it, just do it, that made Peter say, okay, I want to do it again. And because he tossed his, his, his net over that boat one more time, he brought in mountains of fish. And it was just the way that Jesus said it. It was just the way Jesus said it. And it was just the way that my brother said it. He was like, yes, they do. I have every reason. I feel that I've been fighting everyone. Everyone's been in my way sabotaging me. No one wants us to win. No one cares. And I'm fighting this alone. I'm fighting this alone. I have nothing or no one but just Jesus alone. And that's been carrying me. But I feel like giving up. And I feel like I've been, I feel just like Peter all night, you know, I wanted nothing more than to get some fish. There are no fish. There, are, there is nothing for us. Nothing. And I'm sure of this because I've been working hard. I'm really good at what I do. I know what I'm talking about. And this is not even about me because I don't know how good I am at what I do. It's not about me. It's about how how good God is at using me. But it's just I know what I'm talking about. You know, I feel like I know what I'm talking about. Like, I feel like I'm do, I'm doing the work. And... That's when, you know, Jesus is using my brother to say, you know, try, try again, keep going. You know, yes, you do. You have support. You have people who want to see you win. We have to win. And the way he said it just really just made me feel like, you know, even though I feel like I know what I'm talking about, I've done the work. I'm the one in this battle. I see what I'm dealing with every day. I have so many, so much evidence and so many different confirmations that nobody wants us to win. Nobody wants this for us. I have so much proof. And yet still, just the way you said it, I feel that you are telling the truth. You know what you're talking about. And that right there is just like, for me, that was God. That was God revealing a few things He was revealing to me that you know the devil he is crafty, he's very deceitful, and no matter how many confirmations I feel that I may have had, even you know some I feel that I may have had from God, maybe I need to take another look, maybe I need to look again because I've also had many confirmations that there I do have support that people do want us to win. But I just don't believe them more because every single day I feel like I'm fighting everybody, everybody. But like I said, he said it was so much confidence, so much confidence, and that 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 just you know, it made me want to, you know, even doubt what I've already known, not doubt it, but just like I said, look again. You know, try again. Keep going because it feels like it's worth that, that that extra try. What if Peter said, no, I'm not going back out in the water. I'm tired. We've been out all night. We haven't got any fish, and I'm sure of it. We've done all that we can. And he just walked away from Jesus. What if Peter didn't try one more time? He would never have, you know, realized immediately after Jesus made that miracle happen that that was our Lord and Savior the Messiah sent the son of God so for me that might be you know another confirmation like look again try again keep going and don't give up because you're right you're right next to your miracle you're right before you're right before your breakthrough you're right there and if you give up right now you don't know what you will be abandoning. You don't know what you will be giving up. You do have support. We, there's, They want us to win. Everybody wants us to win. And I feel like it's fair to mention that, you know, in reality, I've, I felt bad in a way because I felt like you don't know what you're talking about. I was so sure. I feel like you don't know what you're talking about because he has an optimistic heart. I know my brother one thing about him he's always had a very optimistic heart, sometimes very pure, and he wants to believe that people are for us. He wants to believe that people love us and they're supporting us but i'm I wanted to believe that too, and I'm actually in this battle, and I see that they don't they don't want us to win, they don't want this for us, and I wish that i could I wish that what you were saying is true, I want that more than anything, but it's just not true. And it's not about me being biased, it's just what I've been through, what I've seen thus far. And yet still, he makes me believe, not because I want to believe it just because it's him, but because of how he said it. He he said it like he knew what he was talking about. Like, he knows. Not that he was trying to convince me, not that he needed to, but just that that's the truth. That's the truth. And... I'm not I've never been one of those people who say I always know when somebody's telling the truth or lying. Though I asked God, I've never been one of those people who felt like that because honestly, I've always wanted to be able to be one of those people who know who knew when someone was telling the truth or lying, but usually it just comes down to like trusting God and instinct. But I had no instinct on this, on this matter, besides the fact that everything was telling me that I'm right about this. But then God, you know, that instinct that, that God given instinct kicks in. It's like, but he's telling the truth. He's telling the truth. And I said to myself, how can we both be telling the truth? Cause I know I'm telling the truth. And I realized like, look again, keep going. Don't give up. And don't leave that, don't don't completely write off the possibility that, yeah, every, actually everybody does want us to win. Actually, I do have a lot of support. Even though it feels like that very possibility is what's constantly stabbing me in my heart and in my back every day. I want so bad to, to believe that so many people want this for us and they're supporting us. But every time I put my heart in that and I really set my heart on that. I am, you know, made aware, like, (laughs) there's so many people against me. (laughs) Excuse me, nobody wants this. Nobody wants us to win. And yet still, I feel that he was right. So immediately after that, I hear a crowd of people, and it sounds like they're discussing things, but they don't want me to know what they're discussing and i'm still not 100% convinced because i have all these scars like i've been stabbing my back a 100 thousands of times and i'm tired but i'm still you know like like i said i'm still i haven't made my decision yet. i'm i'm not i don't want to give up i haven't given up but i don't know i don't know if i can keep going i just know that i 100% more than anything in this world want that outcome so I turn around and I see my sister walk in and then my brother and I think I hear them discussing things. They were saying, No, because she needs to see us at this age. She always says in her visions how she never sees us us older. And I was just thinking how peculiar that is because my brother is younger. But like they know. They know. Even though we're back in our old childhood house, we would be, we have been like between the ages of five, six, and seven. You know, none of the ages match up with the setting, but it's just peculiar how they know and are aware, meaning that they're watching this battle, if not in it. And I'm not, you know, surprised or shocked at that. I, Of course, I realize they're in this battle. I'm, they're who I'm fighting for every time I hear their voices or every time I recognize that it really is them. That's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me fighting. So I'm aware of that. But it's more confirmation. Like they know they are here, you know? And it's crazy because it's almost like so many days I'm made to believe that this is not what's happening. They are not here. This is not real. And then that confirmation that they are. And it's it's hard to, to, to say which side to be on. This is why the spirit of wisdom and discernment needs real battles and this is a real battle because it's really hard to say which side is real which side is the true which side is the actual you know the real side and the future so all i know is you know i hear my brother come in and he says no he think like they only talk when they feel that I'm not paying attention or I'm I'm just like zoned out or someone else and I believe that it probably might be because you know all I know is somebody looked in my brother's eyes as he was speaking to me and I almost wanted to cry and usually the only time I feel this way is when someone like threatens me or when someone like you know in a way it's like challenging, you know, my strength. And I didn't know but I've I had an idea of who that was and I feel that this person may have may have this may have been a confirmation that this person has changed since has since changed since the last time because the last time it seems that he threatened my brother and said I dare you say something. I dare you say something. And it was way more evil, way meaner. And it feels like that's also something I've been, you know, hearing conversations about. Like, he's changing. He's changing. Like, he's actually changing. And I don't want to say you're changing him, even though they say you're changing him. It's not me. It's God. It's God. Because I can't do it. I could never do this. I couldn't even change me. God is changing me. So, you know, I don't know how true that is, but it does feel like maybe this person is changing. And I don't want to put anything on me because I also want to, you know, acknowledge the fact that I believe this person can do this without me. And I don't want to ever make it dependent on me. Like if I wasn't here, this person wouldn't be able to be transformed by God. The ultimate goal is to get that person to see that and realize that if they don't, like you can do this without me. You don't need me. And like. God loves you. You don't need a middleman. And so that's when my brother comes in and he says, no, because Bolo remembers. Bolo remembers. And the way he said it, he said it like, you know, he said it like, like, that's confirmation for him, and it was encouraging to like it was cur- encouraging to get that reminder that he knows what he's talking about, like he know what he been through, and I I don't fight him on this. I don't fight him on this because I also feel like you know what you've been through, you know, you know. There's so many different times when this conversation of what it, what it was what was brought up, and. I just almost feel like it's, I shouldn't even divulge this information, but all I know is like, around this time of, you know, this issue, I was so young and a lot of, a lot of the days I didn't see, you know, well, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I couldn't have seen it. And a lot of times I probably wouldn't even remember, but I do remember things. I remember things, you know, I maybe didn't see it that way, but. Like I said, he knows what he's been through. Just like no one can tell me what I've been through, I can't tell him what he's been through. And so I don't fight him on that. You know, although I do have an opinion, and my opinion is, you know, maybe we should all forgive each other. We all need to forgive each other and move forward because that's what God is telling me is necessary. God says, you know, If we don't forgive each other, if we allow this to tear our family apart, later on in life, we're going to wish that we had embraced each other more. We're going to wish that we never had given up on each other for any reason at all, no matter what it is. No matter what it is. And God has seen everything. And God is always right. So for God to say that there's nothing in this world that should tear you apart from your family. You should always forgive each other or you will regret it later and you're going to realize that nothing in this world was worth letting go of your family for. Then he's right. He's always going to be right. This has happened multiple times in my life and Excuse me, I've learned I've learned to take heed. Take heed. He said that to me when I was around 14. He said, Take heed. I never heard that before then, but it means be warned. And ever since that time, I've always, you know, like I've always, like I've, he's he's proved, he's proven, he's proven, he's been proven right over the years. And he said that about one of the most devastating things that ever happened in my life, and I was absolutely sure with every single last cell in my body that that would never be true, no matter how right God is, that would never be true. Years later, he was absolutely right. He said, one day, you're not going to feel the way you feel about this. You're going to be thankful that it happened to you. You're going to be thankful that it happened to you because of the person that it turned you into and because of the lesson that you learned. And you're you're going to be grateful for the person that you are now because of what's happened to you. And I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't believe him. I was just like, no, I will never be grateful for this. And then one day I look back, it was about. Five years later, maybe five or six years later, and I just woke, I just, one day I just looked up after there, like, I don't know if I was reading my Bible, but I was definitely reading my Bible around this time, but one day I looked up and I said, actually, I'm just so very grateful that this happened to me. I wouldn't say it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Of course not, but, you know, I'm so grateful it happened to me because of the person I am today. I'm grateful for who I am and how much I've grown and what I've learned from it. Like, I'm so grateful for it. And I just realized that God was like, mm-hmm. He's, like, right there, like, yeah, I told you. And I'm just like, you're always right, God. You're always right. Like, I need to, you know, not that I I don't know this now, but, you know, I need to listen to you. To, now I'm going to be on the lookout for when you say stuff like this and when you're telling me things like this because... You're always right no matter how hard it is to accept at the time. It's not the end of the world. And you're always right. So God has told me, you know, not that he needs to say it more than once, but he's told me on multiple occasions. Do not give up on your family because no matter what you're going through or no matter what has happened later on in life, you're going to wish that you could have that time back and you can never get it back. And there will be nothing in this world that you feel is worth you know, sacrificing that time for or letting go of your family for. Now, that being said, I'm dealing with, you know, them trying to sacrifice me to the devil and, you know, actually trying to murder me and torturing me and, you know, just feel like ruining my life because, you know, I go off into this world and now everybody, everybody, every single day is able to torture, antagonize and laugh at me every day. Every day it's a battle for my own soul, for my heart, for my privacy, for my life. And I can, you know, every day I want to run away from them because I say, what is the point of being around family that could betray you like that? And I don't under I don't feel safe. I, like and then they're they're unremorseful. They don't they don't feel sorry, they don't care, you know, they don't, you know this is why this is why it contradicts this vision a little, but you know, they don't even feel bad for what they've done to me. And they laugh at me, like they mock me. And I'm just continuously stepped on it. And it's so funny. And I'm being tortured and brutalized. But, you know, like God said, nothing, nothing, no matter what, no matter the extent of what's been done, nothing is worth giving up on your family for. In 2020, after the deliverance of my sister and her child and my mother, when Jesus came down and showed me that I was a chosen vessel and I battled Satan himself, he I heard my brother a week later, maybe two, I said, what am I supposed to do after what's been done? I, I just want to run away. I just need to run away. But it feels like I can't overcome the situation. I can't beat it. And my brother said, no, you just need to accept everything that comes with us no matter what. That's the only way to beat this situation. And it was the hardest revelation ever because that means that I have to not only forgive you, but even give you the opportunity to do it again. And you may not even feel remorse for what you've done, you know, I, I'm still suffering through this. And it feels like you offer minimal help, if, if any at all, in this situation that you've created, that you've, you know, done to me. And you mean to tell me that I got to pick up the pieces of my life, you know, and forgive you while I scramble to put them back together. And every chance you get, you're smacking it, smacking these pieces out of my hand again, over and over again. Not even feeling remorseful. Not even caring. And I'm supposed to stay around that attitude. That feels like I am degrading myself. Like I don't know how I should be treated. Like I'm not around people who see me as worth more. Maybe I should be around people who wouldn't treat me like that. And I will be much happier. But God said what he said. And he's never wrong. So I'm trying my best to take what God said into account, and maybe I make this situation or this journey much harder by still considering that maybe he's wrong, when he's never wrong. Thing is, I'm not considering that he's wrong. I'm just considering that my way may be better. And that's the issue. That's the problem that we face as humans. You know, we had a choice to be obedient to God and not bite that apple. Eve had a choice to be obedient to God and not bite that apple. But she said, maybe if I can bite that apple and be just like God, maybe my way is better. And we've been suffering ever since. So he's always right and he doesn't do anything for himself. And that's the realization I have to come to inside of myself. That, you know, no matter how much I want to be right no matter how much it hurts or no matter how much I have to go through, that God is always right. He's always right. And it seems so unfair because a lot of times it feels like he's, he's right about, like, no, he's always right, but why does it? why does he have to be right about the most painful, most hard-to-accept things in this entire world, in your entire life? But he also reminds me that my situation is not the worst situation, no matter how horrible. And I feel like I have millions around me, surrounded, who hate me, who, you know, who judge me and they don't know me, who make my life harder, who hurt me daily and won't allow me to move forward in my life. And even if I'm forgiven, you know, they are... They're doing things to me over and over again every single day that I have to continuously forgive. And I know that God's goal, you know, in this situation is to answer my prayers. Because I remember one day God said to me, ask for forgiveness every chance that you get. And I said, one day I said, I don't think I needed forgiveness today, God. I did good. And God said, you need to ask forgiveness. I said, but God, I've been asking for forgiveness like almost hundreds of times a day. You know, if not like almost a hundred, if not hundreds of times a day. I'm not like, I don't even think that I need that much forgiveness. I I should be, you know, have asked for forgiveness enough my whole life to be paid up. And he said, not even. You need way more. You need way more forgiveness because you don't even know what you need forgiveness for. So many days you're asking for forgiveness for what you know you've done. And even when you don't know, but at the same time, you don't understand how much forgiveness you need. You're you're living a very sinful life. And I didn't understand at the time. I felt like, God, like you, you expect so much from us. And. I I couldn't, I don't, I could never be that perfect. If I really need that much forgiveness, then, like, is it okay to breathe? Like, I was really feeling like it's nothing I could do. And that just made me realize that, you know, I do, if I plan to be with God, then I need to understand that he's always right. And if he's always right, then that means if, if I need that much forgiveness, then God, please make me, you know, the kind of person who can continuously, who can live up to your expectations. Make me that obedient. And he's answering those prayers. He's answering those prayers no matter how hard it is because I remember saying that and just feeling so exhausted with what I would have to face in my life and have to go through if, you know, this is not even enough. And... He's answering my prayers because if I have to forgive some of the most unforgivable things and, you know, continuously have to offer this forgiveness 24-7 all day, every day, that will be the person that is living up to God's expectations. He's teaching me how to maintain an attitude of forgiveness constantly. never. Not asking for forgiveness or forgiving others. Never not being repentant of your actions or not behaving in a way that you would need forgiveness so much. But always forgiving others. Always forgiving others. Because only by then will you be forgiven when it's time for you to be judged by God. And I just remember for... Hours and hours and hours, days on end. Excuse me. Repeating over and over and over again in my heart to the Lord. Jesus, please forgive me. 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 And I was saying for hours, like for days. And it felt like it was like some sort of mental condition or something. And... It was so repetitive, but I felt like, you know, I'm saying it so much, you know, I should be forgiven for the rest of my life. And God is saying, by no means necessary. You are not even paid up for what you've done, and then you still have the rest of your life to go. You have no idea how much forgiveness you need. And that just, you know, is a confirmation of how merciful he is. Because we never deserve the mercy he's showing. We never deserve the grace. We never deserve the forgiveness. But if you ever want to try to start being, to deserve, try to start deserving that forgiveness, you have to start trying to live up to his expectations. And you definitely have to forgive others. So, that... And to um, bring a sinner to repentance covers a multitude of sins is something that I feel that God has been placing on my heart and is, a, and is a staple in this battle right now. Like, I'm realizing I have to change completely. I have to change my dreams. I have to change my mindset. I have to change my attitude. I thought certain parts of me never needed to go anywhere, that... You know, I'm fighting so hard to hold on to this ambitious attitude that says I can be anybody I want to be and I can do anything I want to do in this world. And nobody has the right to stop me. And that very attitude is the most sinful attitude. And I'm fighting so hard for it every day, thinking who could ever be this tough of a battle or of a fight? And it's God I'm fighting. I'm fighting God. Because he wants me to let go of this attitude and it's heartbreaking to think, so these dreams that I've had my whole life, these things I've wanted to accomplish in and through you, you know, it's not that I felt that I wanted to do them without you. I wanted to do them with you. I want to do them with you. These things I cannot have, you know, it's not what you want for me. It's not what you plan for my life. And it's devastating. It feels like you'll always be unhappy. But it's the complete opposite. In reality, you find happiness in whatever plan He has for you. You probably would have been unhappy with your plans and what you intended to do. So, I'm at a crossroads. I have this vision of my future, and I have everything that I've ever wanted and God. So, I wasn't, you know, I didn't fall short of anything. I got everything I ever wanted after suffering probably more than so many people ever have to suffer in their life. Not more than everybody, because God said there's always worse situations. And, you know, the reason why I don't believe this vision, even though it comes, it feels like it comes, it becomes more true each and every single day. The reason why I don't believe this vision is because in this vision, from what I've learned up until this point, it is embodying and it is portraying so many different things that God has already shown me. He's pulling and taking me out of and away from. He's transforming me. And I will no longer even be the individual who fits into that vision, who fits into that future. My direction is completely the other way. In this vision, I'm wearing hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of jewelry. God says, I'll never need that. And that if you are to wear things like this, if you are to have all this money, like, how how can you sit comfortably with all this money and all these different things when there's starving people in the world? If hunger is not cured in this world, there should be no rich man here. And it's harder for a rich man to get into heaven than it is for the camel to squeeze through the eye of an eagle. Excuse me. Yes. So with that being said, you know, he also said, because Peter asked, he said, so, Lord, well, then who will make it? And he said, nothing is impossible with God. All things are made possible with God. So that, it, that could be confirmation for that future vision because God descended above me, which means he made the impossible possible in my life if that does come to pass. But then again, on the other hand, he's revealed to me that he doesn't want me wearing hair weave anymore. I was wearing hair weave in the vision because it was my business. And he doesn't want me wearing makeup anymore. I was wearing makeup in the vision because it was my business. He doesn't want me wearing jewelry, really expensive jewelry anymore. It's not reflective of, excuse me, the humility he is trying to teach me and show me. He's very rich. He's a richest, the richest man to have ever existed. He came down here to be poor and homeless for us and die on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. That does not reflect someone who needs to wear hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of jewelry when you want to be more like him. Complete opposite, you have to take the servant lifestyle. You have to embody that. It doesn't re- it and I'm wearing all this jewelry it doesn't look that way. Like I am that way. That's my attitude. That's my that's who I am now. But I don't look it. And I don't know. Some people may say it doesn't matter what you look like then. It's about who you are. And God descended above me and feels like was acknowledging and confirming that. But why does it feel like he's pulling me in a different direction then? Why is he showing me two different visions? Another vision shows me exactly how in the direction he's pulling me into now. My hair wrapped up, no makeup, modest clothing, no jewelry with a mindset an attitude that i know who i am and i'm obedient and i'm living up to the expectation that god has for me that vision he showed me way before he showed me the vision years later which one is more true also in this vision i'm not talking to my family we are not talking When God is constantly reminding me right now that he's right about talking to my family. He's right about never giving up on them and never abandoning them for no reason at all. No matter what, even if they never want to see me win, to never abandon them. And then I hear people saying, some people can't go with you in this next season in your life. And I don't know which one is which because God is saying that you know I'm I'm showing you how to love them regardless and forgive them every day. Jesus said that not to only forgive your brothers after sinning against you seven times in a day, but 70 times 7. And that's who Jesus is. He is so forgiving. Unoffendable. And if I want to be more like him, then that means I want to abandon my family for no reason at all. There'll be no way that my future consists of me not being connected or associated with them at all. Because of even though it be because of what they done, what they've done. Yet still there's no reason in this world that I should give up on them. And if I'm accepting everything that comes with them and that's the only way to overcome the situation, then that means that that's not my future. Now, I was told this is set in stone. No one can change this. And every single day that I fight for God, that the things that God is showing me, the, th- the th- different things that God is revealing to me and bringing me through, I'm growing closer and closer to that vision and to these and to this other one. So which one is it? Now, God told me I him of King Solomon. King Solomon asked for wisdom and discernment. And God said, I'm going to give you everything else that you didn't ask for in your heart as well. And King Solomon, he had wisdom. He was one of the, the most wise kings of to ever rule over Israel. And he had money, riches. He was so rich. He had everything. And he had God's approval. So it's not unheard of that God want me to have that vision with me having everything as well as his approval. And his, you know, and being a friend of God. He he descended above me at all times. And I I was that person. I was not... I was 100% obedient to God. And then this other vision where it feels like I'm doing so much more because I am leading nations. And I can't say that, you know, in this vision, in this vision I, I was very big. I was very accomplished, very happy, done everything I ever set out to do in my life. But in this other vision, I had I was leading nations. I'm fighting for that vision every day because it's not about me. I can get me out. But if it doesn't help anyone else around me and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't change. I can't change the world. If I have an opportunity to change the world, I'm choosing that. I want to change the world. That's one of my prayers. So how could I ever have everything I've ever wanted and not be able to do that? But the thing is, I had changed the world in both visions. So I don't know. But I do know this, this vision I've had today was contradictory to the vision of me, you know, in this car with all this money. Because my family is saying, we, we support you, we love you, we, we all have to win. And so it's pointing me in a direction of never giving up on them. And if I never give up on them, that's one of the key parts of that vision that will not match up. Because it's not that I gave up on them, but it's that I had to walk away from them. I had to for me. But like I said, it's not about me. So I can live a life of servitude or I can somehow, you know, manage to be everything that god ever said i would be and be everything that I, i am supposed to be in god but not accomplish as much as i could if i were willing to be the most like jesus and i feel that it's a choice but only time will tell